Real Nerds is a proud partner of the Denver Podcast Network. In the shadow of the mountains, we speak. Oh, hi, podcast listeners. There's many ways you can listen to the Real Nerds podcast. You can subscribe on iTunes. You can also subscribe on Stitcher Radio. You want to send us a Twitter message? You can do that. It's so easy. At Real Nerds. Like us on Facebook, Real Nerds Podcast. You can visit our website, realnerdspodcast.com, where there'll be a lot of articles for you to not only read, but to listen to our previous shows. You can also call us, 720-6Nerds5. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Podcast. I am your single host for the evening, Henry Jarvis. I know I'm everyone's least favorite, and I'm here by myself today. Well, I, we we at the Real Nerds uh, headquarters were sitting around and we were thinking, what are we going to watch this week? We're not really super excited about anything coming out, and uh, scheduling wise, it was just a little hard for us to all get together this week. So instead, I said. What if I do the show by myself? Now everyone else was like, that sounds like a terrible idea. But I said, hey, let's just give it a shot. And so here I am, giving you the first episode of a Henry-only Real Nerds episode. But instead of a standard episode, I thought what we could do is something a little bit more interesting, or less interesting, depending on who you are. I thought I would give you a tour of Manhattan through movies. Think of this kind of as an ex- as a uh, film explosion, but instead of a top ten, it's just different neighborhoods in Manhattan. That way you get to see Manhattan through the eyes of a cinema lover, such as myself. Uh, now that I've gotten all the pretentious shit out of the way, uh, I thought we should just go ahead and start. I thought uh, that might be a fun thing. Uh, and yeah, so, welcome to Real Nerds Take Manhattan. Uh, we're going to start off with the Upper East Side. Uh, a f- the Upper East Side uh, will be Breakfast at Tiffany's. Won't you join me? Yes, join Audrey Hepburn as you've never seen her before, kicking over the traces and bringing to life Truman Capote's Breakfast at Tiffany's. I never could do that. Audrey Hepburn as Holly Golightly, who typifies and glorifies the glamorous playmates of this dizzily spinning world as she and George Pippard breeze through the glitter and shimmer of New York as it has never been captured before. You have a special invitation to attend Audrey Hepburn's open house on the wildest night New York ever knew. Tango! Yes. Oh. oh, good evening, Ed. I'll tell you one thing, Fred, darling. I'd marry you for your money in a minute. In a minute. So I guess it's pretty lucky neither of us is rich, huh? Please, darling, don't sit there looking at me like that. 
Ollie, I'm in love with you. So what? So what? So plenty. I love you. You belong to me. No. People don't belong to people. Of course they do. I'm not going to let anyone put me in a cage. I don't want to put you in a cage. I want to love you. Audrey Hepburn and George Papard, searching for love in the big town, but sharing only part of their lives until they find the deep, warm moment of truth that can't be hidden, even by the oddball antics on the brittle surface of New York. So, Breakfast at Tiffany's, what you might have noticed uh, from that trailer is that it's a lot of rich people. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, one thing you're going to know if you ever come to uh, Manhattan. The Upper East Side and the Upper West Side, which we'll get to in a second, uh, they're both the rich parts of Manhattan. Uh, they're located on both sides of uh, the Central Park. And the Upper East Side, in my experience, always tends to be a little bit more pretentious, a little bit more rich. Uh, it's where, uh, we'll get to the west side in a second, but the Upper East Side is very much a, uh, how do I put this? It's where I would live if I was rich. Unfortunately, I'm poor pretentious, so I'm living somewhere else. But yes, uh, the Upper East Side, Breakfast at Tiffany's, uh, a film about rich people doing rich people things, uh, and then there are rich people problems. Uh... Yeah, so I don't really have much else to say about the Upper East Side and Breakfast at Tiffany's, but if that is, sounds like something up your alley, I think that might be a splendid idea for you to check out if you want to see what the Upper East Side has to offer. Now, moving on, we're going to go straight into the Upper West Side, right across the garden. Uh, we're going to go into a bit of a darker film than uh, this Breakfast at Tiffany's, but still, nonetheless, a very nice film, uh, and that is Taxi Driver. De Niro. In Bang the Drum Slowly, the critics called him a brilliant new talent. After Mean Streets, they said he was a genius. For his performance in The Godfather Part Two, they gave him the Academy Award. Come on, man. Just get me out of here, all right? Now, Robert De Niro creates a terrifying portrait of life on the edge of madness. Yeah, but just forget about this. It's nothing. Taxi Driver, a film by Martin Scorsese. Yeah, people do anything in front of a taxi driver. I mean anything. Yeah. People too cheap to, to rent a hotel room. Don't drive a hurry up, will you? People want to embarrass you. It's like you're not even there. It's like, you know, like a taxi driver doesn't even exist. This city here is like an open sewer, you know? It's full of filth and scum. I think I know what you mean, Travis. But it's not going to be easy. Guys, get to be a secret service man. What? I was just curious because I thought maybe I'd make a good one. Hey, what kind of guns do you guys carry? 
38s, 45s, I can't speak for the Upper West Side forever, but I can speak for it currently. The Upper West Side, very similar to the Upper East Side, but a little edgier. That's where all the film people live, if you're rich. You live up in the Upper West Side. Uh, You can tell by the difference between Breakfast Tiffany's and this film, Taxi Driver, that, well, it might have been a bit more violent. It might have been a bit more chaotic. That might be a word you would describe it. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's the Upper West Side. Basically, that's where, like, whenever I go to the New York Film Festival, that's where I would get, that's where it takes place. Uh, that's where uh, Lincoln Center Plaza is, which is where the film, a lot of the film screenings where Juilliard is where all those different theaters and pretentious people live, but are like the artsy, pretentious people. Uh, but yeah, so that's the upper, the upper West Side. And then with Text Driver, you obviously have the whole political angle and the whole terrorism angle i guess you could put it uh upper west side has definitely changed over the years uh it's if you look at today it's not where all the cool kids are living these days which we're gonna get into in a second but it's definitely a place where if you uh if you're rich you won't have a bad time there uh, notoriously i once went up there for a uh, event and i was there a little early so i was like oh, i'll get a smoothie to pass the time i'll get a smoothie i'll drink the smoothie and then by the t- by then i'll figure out what i'll do next Maybe it'll be time for me to do my thing. But so I walk into this one restaurant, I go in and I order a smoothie. Uh, it's a small smoothie, like uh, imagine uh, like a Jamba Juice small, if you're uh, more fluent with the Jamba Juice terms. So I get a, this uh, small smoothie. They're like, that'll be $14, please. And uh, in my head, I was like, that's ridiculous. I refuse to pay. But I'm actually kind of a pussy in real life. So I instead gave them the $14, drank my smoothie, and gave them three stars on Yelp. Uh, that was my experience at the Upper West Side. Uh, but yeah, if you are ever in New York and you want to experience the Upper West Side, watch Taxi Driver, I guess. <laughs> That'll give you an idea of the chaos and horror that is the Upper West Side. Uh, not really, but if that is... Anyway, yeah. The Upper West Side. I hope you enjoy it. 
Uh, coming up next, we're going to be going into my current hometown, and that's Hell's Kitchen. Uh, just below the Upper West Side, also considered and called uh, Midtown West. Uh, Hell's Kitchen. We're gonna get. Uh, it turns out there's, only, there's not a lot of movies that take place in Hell's Kitchen. Uh, so I went with the one that I've seen, and that's Daredevil. Are you here to confirm that Daredevil is responsible for this, Detective? There is no proof that Daredevil even exists. He can hear it before it makes a sound. He can sense it before it happens. He can vanish before you realize he's there. And he's the last person you'd ever expect. Police suspect the vigilante Daredevil was the one to bring the criminals to justice. I don't know why you read that trash. You want the truth? Tell me. She's hideous. Excuse me. I just wanted to get your name. Does every guy have to go through all this to find out your name? You should try asking for my number. I've been following that piece you wrote about the kingpin. How do you kill a man without fear? Let the bodies hit the Give me bullseye. The devil's mine. I hope justice is found here before justice finds you. How can you be a skeptic? If there's no eyewitness, I mean, you know, Bigfoot has eyewitnesses. Oh, please. Okay, so historically, uh, Hell's Kitchen is viewed as this very dangerous kind of tough and rowdy kind of neighborhood. Uh, notoriously, uh, Stallone grew up here. Daredevil takes all of the current Netflix Marvel shows take place in uh, Hell's Kitchen for the most part, uh, and uh, it's just kind of this address, this kind of scary place. Uh, it's <laughs> also remember that I live here, so it's not that anymore. Um, it's uh, basically in uh, Hell's Kitchen. It has become kind of the. Uh, the town for college kids who are also in the entertainment industry, predominantly actors. I mean, my building is predominantly at, like young, unsuccessful actors for now. They very well could be very successful later. Uh, but anyway, it's a, uh, yeah. And so like this film, <laughs> Daredevil, including the Netflix Daredevil, kind of overemplifies how dangerous Hell's Kitchen is. It really isn't all that bad. Uh, I mean, this film notoriously, there's just like all this rampant crime. There's just like muggers, there's things. And that does happen. I mean, it's, it's New York. You're going to run into some muggers every once in a while. But uh, in general, it's definitely not the worst place to live. I mean, come on. I mean... It's not that bad. It's not... I mean, actually, I was thinking of, like, what's, like, a dangerous part of Manhattan, and there really aren't any anymore, but... But just, like... I mean, Times Square is in Hell's Kitchen, and you wouldn't call that dangerous. If you're a tourist, that's the first place you're gonna go, so... But, uh, yeah, uh, that is, uh... Daredevil working his way through, uh... The Art District. Uh, Hell's Kitchen also notoriously is called Clinton in some places because Hell's Kitchen is not the official name of the neighborhood because New York was like, we don't want one of our neighborhoods to have the word hell in it. It's just a phrase that everyone else uses. So it's definitely called Clinton or the uh, Midtown West. But 
Hell's Kitchen is predominantly what you're going to call it. Uh, and yeah, Hell's Kitchen. Hope you liked it, Daredevil, uh, the original movie that everyone loved notoriously. Uh, just rewatching that trailer, I was like, oh yeah, <laughs> that was a bad time. <laughs> But anyway, we're moving on to Tribeca, which is very, uh, almost very downtown. Uh, very uh, Tribeca stands. It's Tribeca is actually an acronym for uh, Triangle Below Canal Street, and uh, the film we're going to be looking at for uh, Tribeca is uh, Coogan's Bluff. Here comes Clint Eastwood in Coogan's Bluff. Clint Eastwood is Coogan. You from Texas? And Coogan gives New York 24 hours to get out of town. Clint Eastwood, Arizona Sheriff. Unpredictable, unconventional, applies the techniques of the modern Western lawmen to ride herd on the lawless in the joints and nightclubs of a big city. Susan Clark, she makes Coogan's blood boil in more ways than one can imagine. She falls for Coogan's bluff. Don Stroud, dangerous hopped-up killer, who is cornered by Coogan's Bluff. Tisha Sterling, the beautiful decoy who calls Coogan's Bluff. Betty Field, who unwittingly buys Coogan's Bluff. And Lee J. Cobb, the tough police lieutenant who challenges Coogan's Bluff. Get the hell out of my office and don't come back until I send for you. You blew a stake out! She gave me a play-by-play description of how you slept with her. You came here at four o'clock in the morning just to tell me all this. You're an animal. Well, Coogan's Bluff. I'm sure that Zach Eastman could talk a lot more about this film than I could. I've seen it once, and it was a couple years ago. Uh, I just saw it on... I googled uh, films that take place in Tribeca, which was difficult because there's a giant film festival in Tribeca that was started by Robert De Niro, so I just got that instead. But I did find this film about Clint Eastwood being an Arizona cop who comes to New York to set New York straight Uh, again. Zach could probably tell you more about this film than I could. I'm sure he's actually already written about it in his Growls and Swells uh, article series. Uh, But uh, yeah, I mean, Tribeca is basically this small kind of triangle neighborhood that, uh, for the most part, Coogan's Bluff takes place in. Uh, And it's basically... uh, It's... I think most some people would describe it as like the richest part of New York. Uh, I've been there a couple times. Uh, I don't go there very often because there's... I mean... I don't know. There's not a lot for me to do there, but it is just kind of like this richer kind of place. Uh, if you're gonna, if you're a film person, the only reason you're probably going to go there is for the Tribeca Film Festival. Uh, but yeah, Coogan's Bluff. It takes place in there, and he, uh, unfortunately, uh, Clint Eastwood was not able to set New York straight uh, with uh, Coogan's Bluff, and it's still oh, it's still very much New York, and it's not like Arizona at all. So sorry, Clint Eastwood. One Henry. 
zero Clint. Uh, but yeah. Anyway, we're going to go back up north real quick uh, to Harlem. Uh, one of the scariest places of New York, according to non-New Yorkers. Uh, and the uh, film we're going to look at for Harlem is uh, Black Caesar. who started in the streets, ready to do anything for a payoff, no matter what it cost. trick in the book you forget huh you make fools of your people you shame them they kill you <laughs> you do this to me after i gave you your chance who else i'm gonna do it to huh? fred williamson in the private war of an angry man whose hate was spelled out in the blood of his enemies his violence and the curses of his women Now, take a look at Hob. You tell me, who's going to control these people? It's a jungle. And it takes a jungle bunny to run it. Black Caesar. Every mob organization in town is out to get him. So yeah, uh, Harlem, uh, it's historically known as the bad part of New York and Manhattan. Uh, it really, to be honest, has been gentrified recently. I know it's kind of a broken record, but it has very much been gentrified recently. Um, and so, beca- but because of that, if you look at historically at uh, Harlem, most of the films that are made in Harlem are black exploitation films because that was kind of the era. That's what you couldn't make in Harlem in the seventies. Of course, there have been stuff made there today that's not, but. Uh, for the most part, like if you, when I googled uh, films that take place in Harlem, it was all a whole bunch of uh, black exploitation films, such as this one, uh, uh, Black Caesar. So I mean, if you're really in, if you really want, I mean, I want to say, I don't want to say, if you want to have like a taste of Harlem, watch black exploitation films, because I feel like that's <laughs> not accurate. But I mean, if you want to see like landmarks in Harlem, you could you could watch uh, some of uh, you could watch some of those films. Uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, currently it's it's actually very beautiful. It's very it's a very nice part of uh, New York. Uh, if you go up there, it's very it's very. It reminds me a lot of fall. Uh, so if you're like if you like pumpkin spice lattes and you're moving to Manhattan, hey, look into Harlem. Uh, uh, Harlem is actually split into two: uh, Harlem, Harlem, which is like the Harlem everyone talks about, and the Spanish Harlem, which is a much more Spanish influenced uh, neighborhood, obviously. 
uh, I could just kind of combine it into one Harlem. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's uh, Harlem's Harlem. I don't really know what to tell you. Luke Cage. Luke Cage, I would say, is a better representation. Not perfect, obviously, but it's better because, like, like all of New York, there is still crime there. But it is definitely safer now, and primarily because Luke Cage lives there. I mean, I, I was walking down the street the other day, and Luke Cage was there, and I gave him a high five, but he just kind of projected me. Uh, but anyway, that's that was uh, yeah, Harlem. It's it's a wonderful neighborhood. Uh, that yeah, that Black Caesar takes place in whoop de dee. Um, on the exact opposite side of that, uh, from a white person's uh, worst nightmare to a white person's daydream, we're going straight to Wall Street, boys. Uh, Wall Street, we're gonna go straight into the financial headquarters of the world, and we're gonna look straight at the worst case of it, and that's Wolf of Wall Street. My name is Jordan Belfort. The year I turned 26, I made $49 million, which really pissed me off because it was three shy of a million a week. We're making a name for ourselves. Nobody knows if the stock is gonna go up, down, sideways, or in circles. You know what a Fugazi is? No, Fugazi, it's a fake. Hey, Fugazi, Fugazi, it's a wazi, it's a woozy, it's a fairy dust. Was all this legal? Absolutely not. We were making more money than we knew what to do with. We don't work for you, man. Yeah, my money taped to your boobs. Technically, you do work for me. What's wrong, Daddy? But watch you bring home. Oh my God. FBI. Any kind of booze you might want. No, the bureau forbids us from drinking. So follow me, you could about to go. I'm doing 500, I'm out of control. But there's nowhere to go. How does this actually work? There's a big money sign. They get launched at the time they stick. Yeah. This is their gift, okay? They're built to be thrown like a lawn dart. One, two, three! Stop. Okay? Safety first. Safety is, safety is first. We don't want to get a bad reputation. of Wall Street, one of James's least favorite films. Uh, yeah, Wall Street, I mean, <laughs> I don't go there often, so I can't really tell you how, like, oh, it's actually really, this is actually not very accurate at all, this is actually, like, so it's talking for whatever, is or it's like, oh, this is really accurate, and I hate Wall Street, but I don't know. Um, but, uh, Wolf of Wall Street, great film, and if you go down to Wolf, uh, to Wall Street, uh, and the few times that I've gone down there, it's like every other part of like kind of that area. Well, uh, Wall Street's at like the very bottom of Manhattan, uh, and it's uh, or the financial district, I should say, is in the in the very bottom of Manhattan, and I, Wall Street's part of that. Um, but 
yeah, it's it's if you go there, you'll get you're gonna see a lot of money, you're gonna see a lot of panic, you're gonna see a lot of that. Um, I wouldn't say it's actually one of the more expensive parts of Manhattan. It's definitely it's definitely less expensive than Tribeca and the uppers. Uh, but I mean, it is finance, uh, and if you're coming to New York for finance, I mean, I don't really know where else you would live. I, well, I guess you would live like probably in Jersey or in Queens or Brooklyn, and then commute into Wall Street. But uh, yeah, it's uh, I'm not a, I'm an artist, guys. Listen, listen, I'm an artist. I'm not going to say I understand money because I don't. I understand basic budgeting, and that is about it. And that's basically all I understand about Wall Street. <laughs> Uh, but Wolf of Wall Street, it's a uh, it's a wonderful film, and uh, James hates it, and I love it. So yeah, we're just gonna move on straight into the Lower East Side, where I used to live. Uh, was not a fan of it, uh, but the film we're gonna be looking at for the Lower East Side is called Crossing Delancey. doesn't walk through the door every day. Maybe I'll just call him. Is he married? Separated. You made an appointment with a marriage broker? When I was your age, I was married. I had a life. A dog should live alone, not people. When an uptown girl... She's great. She's funny, honest, direct. Gets fixed up with a downtown guy. He makes pickles. Pickles. Pickles, sir. He sells pickles? Pickles. You are joking. They both end up on the rocky road to romantic comedy. Amy Irving. It's a match! Man, not so fast. Crossing the Lancy. A funny movie about getting serious. I'm, I'm just going to be honest with all of you. I have not seen this film. <laughs> I googled what films take place in the Lower East Side, and this is literally the only one I could find. <laughs> so I had to put it in. Uh, I just watched the trailer, just like the rest of you. Looks like a standard uh, 80s, 90s rom-com. Uh, but I thought, I thought, hey, looks kind of interesting. Maybe I'll check it out. Maybe you should too. Let's start a film club. Maybe the next Real Nerds movie is going to be Crossing Delancey. Probably not. They never listen to my recommendations. I'm having a mental breakdown. My wife left me. Anyway, uh, talking about the Lower East Side, I lived there for a little bit, and I can only tell you what it is now. Uh, the Lower East Side, uh, I can describe as hell to live in, but wonderful to visit uh, because there are no grocery stores. <laughs> there's no. There's only like two post offices. There's nothing like really for the living. It's it's an entire neighborhood of pretty much exclusively bars. Uh, and so if you're if you're into drinking, it's a it's a place to go. Uh, I uh, unfortunately it's a very expensive drinking, so you have to be like a rich kid in order to like succeed there. Uh, there are much cheaper bars really everywhere else in all of Manhattan, on even in like Tribeca and the Uppers. Uh, but I mean, it's predominant. I mean, the entire industry of or the entire economy of the Lower East Side runs on cocaine. So uh, if if you're a co- hey hey if we have any. Uh, Real Nerds listeners who are cocaine dealers and are looking for a new place to sell their cocaine. Uh, Lower East Side, LAS. It's a great place to sell cocaine. Uh, but yeah, Lower East Side, Crossing Lancey, a film I've never heard of in a neighborhood I don't like living in. Uh, but yeah, we're going on to what's not a neighborhood, but is actually a park. 
we're trying to talk about Central Park. It is one of the biggest parts of New York. And the film we're going to be talking about is a film called A Troll in Central Park. most enchanting stories is about to bloom. Now, Don Bluth, the director of An American Tale, takes children of all ages on a wondrous and spectacular fantasy adventure that will delight and surprise you. A troll in Central Park. It all begins when a lovable little troll named Stanley... I won't have him growing any more of those things! Flowers? ...is banished to Central Park by an evil There, he accidentally comes face to face with a little girl. Chill. And her brother Gus. Who's there? I'm Stanley. What's your name? Watch this. Together, they share a remarkable journey as they experience the incredible magic of Stanley's amazing special powers. You've got to have a dream. Until the evil queen discovered all the fun they were having. We beat Gnorka. Now, you too can enjoy the wonder and enchantment of a friendship that grows and blossoms in a movie that will make your heart sing. A troll in Central Park. When you believe in yourself, you can do anything. So, uh, yeah, a troll in Central Park. Uh, it is a one of the I think one of the last Don Blue films for he finally like turned his studio into kaput. Uh, also one of I think it's considered one of his worst films too uh, I just did it because that way I thought Central Park was the first film to come to mind so <laughs> this is what we're going to put it's a uh, troll in Central Park uh, but anyway uh, but yeah it's Central Park uh, Is I mean essentially the plot of a troll to Central Park is about a troll that is I think he's an alien actually is sent to Central Park as like punishment which makes sense because Central Park is you can walk there during the day and certain parts of it are very beautiful and very nice but Central Park is like a homeless haven unfortunately um Central Park I mean it's like it's known that you don't walk to Central Park at night because that's where all the homeless people go uh but yeah I mean Central Park it's a beautiful park and uh and if I mean it's like a, it's a must see if you visit uh New York for the first time uh during the day uh but yeah Central Park it's a uh, it's a lovely film. I I'm not gonna say it's a lovely film. I just watched the tra- I watched the film when I was like ten, and then never watched it again. And watching the trailer, I was like, "That's cute," but I'm never gonna watch that ever again because it doesn't look good enough to make me want want to watch it. Uh, but yeah, um, Central Park. If you like Central Park and you like trolls, watch a troll in Central Park. I guess. God, award winning recommendation, Henry. God, you're just knocking it out of the park this episode we're definitely not gonna be canceled after one episode way to go henry you're really you're really uh you're really proving the critics wrong with this one god man your your wife had a reason to leave you we're moving on to chelsea uh chelsea a big neighborhood in new york uh 
uh, and notoriously the neighborhood where Andy Warhol lived. And we're going to start with one of Andy Warhol's films called Batman Dracula. Alright, now calm down. This is not Batman vs. Dracula. That's a different film. This is Batman Dracula, the Andy Warhol film, which is technically the first Batman film. I think it's the first, no, I think it's just the first Batman film ever made. <laughs> so I know Ryan's probably angry <laughs> that Andy Warhol has that title. Uh, as this is one where, where Batman decides to just fuck Dracula <laughs> that's the plot of this movie it's very much an Andy Warhol film it makes absolutely no sense uh, and you're, everyone will hate it um, I'm, I'm not a really fan of it either to be honest uh, but yeah, her first ever DC comic movie. DC Comics was not a fan of this, by the way. Uh, they were like, please don't do this. And Andy Warhol, being Andy Warhol, was like, no, I'm going to do it anyway. And then like, there was really just nothing DC could do. They were just like, well, we can't really stop you. I don't think they ever screened it theatrically. I think it's just like one of those things that like exists. Um, and the trailer uses like just like... I don't know, like, like a minute from the movie, but, uh, yeah, um, Batman Dracula, it's, it's not a great time. Chelsea in general, well, I'll talk about Chelsea now. Chelsea is a town in, uh, or is a neighborhood in Manhattan, below Hell's Kitchen, uh, kind of before we get into, like, like, downtown, uh, like, uh, before we get to, like, Soho and that kind of thing, it's Chelsea's right there in, like, 23rd Street and that kind of thing on the west side. Uh, it's predominantly a very, a very gay neighborhood, so if you're a gay man, come on down to Chelsea. Uh, we'll take you. Chelsea, notoriously, is also where that bombing happened, <laughs> like, three years ago. But, um, yeah, uh, Chelsea, it's a, it's a very nice neighborhood. Not super expensive, but still pretty nice. Uh, but yeah, Chelsea, uh, home of Andy Warhol and uh, the first ever Batman adaptation, Batman Dracula. I bet you didn't. Th you're probably walking away from this podcast learning something new. Isn't that fun? Oh boy. Anyway, um, moving on to our last neighbor. I know, I know. You, so you can stop crying. You can stop crying. We're, we do have to end the, sh the show. Uh, we're on to our last uh, neighborhood, unfortunately. And that is Greenwich Village, uh, or Greenwich Village, if you're an outsider. Uh, Greenwich Village, and the film we're going to be looking at is Inside Lewin Davis.
What'd you say you played? Folk songs. Folk songs. Solo act? No, I had a partner. Threw himself off the George Washington Bridge. George Washington Bridge? You throw yourself off the Brooklyn Bridge, traditionally. George Washington Bridge. Who does that? If I had wings, I'd know it's done. I'd fly the river. Explain the cat. What's its name? I, I don't know. It's the Gorkhine's cat. It slipped out and I don't have the key. My honey, fare thee well. Don't tell Jim. Obviously. Well, I had a man and tall. He moved his body like a cannonball. Well, no, there was no advance on my solo record. There's got to be some royalty. For Christ's sake, it's cold out. I don't even have a winter coat. You're kidding me. Hey, this kid. No, no. I remember one evening. In my heart. Do you ever think about the future at all? You mean like flying cars? Hotels on the moon? Tang. I want you to leave. Get out of here. Danny, your uncle's a bad man. Okay. So show us some interested in, in gigging here okay let's hear something you don't want to hear the record why should i you're here play me something play me something from inside lewin davis okay So yeah, we're ending on a sad note, <laughs> apparently, with Inside Lewin Davis. Uh, uh, Grand Village, it's where all the hip people... I know, like, Aunt, my mom continuously reminds me that Andy Cohen lives in uh, Greenwich Village. Uh, it's uh, it's definitely a nice place. To, it's I, To be honest, if I could afford it, I'd live there, too. Uh, but Inside Lewin Davis is all inside Greenwich Village, because it is like a, kind of an art, artist's like kind of haven. Uh, it's definitely, I mean, I don't, really, I don't really have much to say about it. It's just kind of like, it's a nice place. It's, uh, it's very, very cold yet warm. Uh, and, uh, yeah, sim- in the same way that, I mean, Cumberland really knocked the area out of the park with Inside Lewin Davis as a very cold yet warm film. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's just, uh, yeah, I hope this was helpful to some of you if you're thinking about visiting New York. Uh, I've listed a couple films. I think if you're interested in New York, if you want to see what it looks like, you can check those films out. Uh, we only did Manhattan because, I don't know, fuck Brooklyn, fuck Queens, fuck the Bronx, fuck Staten Island. I'm not really. But Manhattan was easier to eliminate down to. There's a lot of neighbors. And, and to be fair, I'll say this. When I started this idea, I was like, oh, I'll have all these different uh, films from all these different areas. Turns out, pretty much every single film that you see that takes place in New York takes place in the Upper East or Upper West Side. Uh, so it got really hard to find films for other <laughs> neighborhoods uh but yeah uh i hope you've enjoyed this only henry episode um next week uh i don't know what they're saying actually um 
Peppermint, I think is what it's called. I think they're going to go see Peppermint, I think is what they're going to call it. Uh, maybe the nun. The nun's more likely. They're more horror guys. Uh, but yeah, so they'll see that. I won't be there because, uh, uh, like I said, I'm dealing with my wife divorcing me. Uh, but anyway, uh, I will see you guys next time I'm on the podcast. I hope you like this episode. Uh, if you're interested in me, uh, please tell me because I have very low self-esteem since my wife left me. Uh, and uh, I will uh, see you guys at the movies. Oh, boy. Oh my god, Henry, you're such a fucking failure. Everyone hates you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Real Nerds Podcast. Real Nerds Podcast is a production of Nebulous Visions Multimedia. Thank you to Sparks Mandrill and Plan 9 Studios for our kick-ass theme song. Also, if you're in the Denver area and you're looking for a cool place to see movies, we see them at the Alamo Draft House in Littleton and now also in Sloan's Lake. Thank you to Colorado Coins, Cards, and Comics for supplying us with all our comic needs especially you andrew you know who you are and a big shout out to james's mom i'm giving you an electronic hug that you can feel through the airwaves thanks for listening and have a nice day